What's up, everyone, and welcome into episode number 89, where it is my honor and privilege to introduce a special guest joining this episode, and that is former Hope College basketball player and Hope's only Justin's Award winner, Harrison Blackledge. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Zach. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking your time out of your day for joining, talking a little bit about your Hope career and how you started. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, any anytime I get to talk about hope, my time there, you know, to to cherish time. So uh, happy to be uh, to be on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of really want to start out, and I love talking about kind of like the whole picture, like the journey mm-hmm. of before Hope College, during Hope College, after Hope College, what you did, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. one of the so basically one of the most important aspects of sports is how you decide to attend where you play. So right. because of that, how did you end up deciding to attend Hope College, a Division three college that if you're not in the Michigan area or you don't know right. someone that goes there, maybe not many people might not know about Hope. You're, you're exactly right. Um, so, you know, for those of you who don't know, I, I grew up in Canton, Canton, Ohio, which is like northeastern um, Ohio, which um, – you know, growing up, I always wanted to play basketball in college. That was obviously the dream. And there uh, are just a ton of Division two and Division three schools within Ohio specifically. Um, so there was always like a lot of noise coming out of that state as far as recruitment went. And so I remember being pretty focused on a couple of different schools um, that they were pursuing me pretty heavily just within Ohio. And I was I was pretty content uh, with those teams. There were, you know, solid teams in Division three and Division two that I'd heard of before that had good programs, good coaches. Um, but ironically enough, it was my mom who found out about Hope College. I think it was like reading some book or some article about like schools that'll like change your life or something. And so she read about it and she kind of was doing her own research, you know, looking up Hope basketball. And she, you know, told me, Harrison, you should check this place out. And to be quite honest, I was so, I was so annoyed at that point because I was, you know, I was a high school senior. I wanted to be done. I'd been filling out common app applications to all these places. I didn't want to add another school to the list. And so I was honestly pretty anti. I was like, mom, I have all my schools picked out. Like, I feel good about where everything is. Um, but a little bit more research into it, you know, and you start to see kind of the culture and the vibe around Holland, Michigan. I also kind of wanted to get away from home a little bit, um, which totally played into you know, okay, it's in Michigan, it's five and a half hours away, that's like close enough, but far enough. And then uh, my dad and I went for an official visit for a Hope Calvin game. And honestly, I wasn't even looking at Calvin at all. The, the only school in Division Three in Michigan that I was looking at was Hope. And I, my dad and I went up to go visit uh, for the Hope Calvin game just for the sake of, okay, it sounds like this is their big rival, let's see what it's all about. And yeah, it was enough to absolutely sway me over. Um, a lot of other different schools that were, like I said, back in Ohio, schools that I was a little bit more familiar with. Um, and yeah, the rest was history from, from there. There's that really that Hope Calvin game, going to see that um, up close and in person was very, uh, like just monumental for me as far as where Hope was on my ranking. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, we will definitely talk a little bit later on about the Hope Kelvin rivalry, what it means to Hope College, what mm-hmm. it means to you, because it means a lot. Just spoiler heads for people that go to Hope, that go to go to Kelvin, also means a lot for West Michigan. I definitely think it's one of the 
most underappreciated rivalries in the, in the state, probably one of the mm-hmm. better ones. Do you remember who won when you visited, or was yeah, it just I, it was a it was a hope win. It was a hope win at home. Um, and I remember, I mean, like to to name drop, I remember a lot of the people. This was this would have been like Nate Snuggerud's senior year, so it was. Um, you know, people who I played with specifically would have been like Ben Gardner and Alex Edson were freshmen, I believe, on that team. And there were these freshman guards, this freshman backcourt that was just so dynamic. Um, and I remember just watching them. And it was a real it was a real tough game. So I remember Calvin being very good that year as well. Really, really big. Um, but yeah, I remember. I, I mean, no way I remember the score, but I definitely remember the hope one. So who was the head coach back then? Because I don't think it's Mitchell because I think Mitchell has been around for eight, nine years. So I think it was the coach before that, which I can't remember. It was uh, Matt Neal. Matt Matt Neal, who was the coach um, at that point. And I forget uh, how many years he had been coach um, up to that point. But he was my coach freshman year and then um, ultimately ended up leaving the program and that's when Coach Mitchell came in my sophomore year. So I had, you know, two head coaches during my time there, but um, the majority of them was spent with uh, Coach Mitch. Yeah, and I I think the past coach was there for a while, I believe. Yeah, and then it, it, Coach it Mitchell came in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So when you first kind of got to Hope, you really started in a few games, but really after your freshman year, you were a big contributor contributor did mm-hmm. you kind of know going into hope that you would be a big contributor or did it just kind of work out that way that you had the opportunity and you just took it right with it yeah I mean so much of that is is truly opportunity and and, and luck you know like it's just kind of right place right time um I, I mean, I'd be lying to say if I as a freshman wasn't coming in wanting to be a big contributor you know I think every person who goes to college to play basketball wants to be the guy or just a guy in the rotation and so I was lucky enough um to be you know within a a system that (laughs) kind of worked with my style of play and that also was surrounded by teammates that we all gelled really well together and um you know my freshman year it started a little bit in my freshman kind of um I feel like I slumped out of freshman year like I started for a few of the games in the beginning but I remember you know, distinctively just kind of working myself out of the rotation and more, you know, some older guys, you know, guys who were playing better being thrown in there. And so it was totally a lesson in just perseverance and a, and a lesson in what it means to be a good teammate, you know, and, and make it less about me and more about the team and how we're winning and how I can be making the team better, whether, you know, whether I'm playing on the court or not. So, um, yeah, it was always something that you always want to be a contributor, um, but there's so many people who, you know, contribute, to the team and to the program, even if they don't really set foot on the court during game time. So many people, you know, in practice, you know, the guys you're going up against every day, the guys who are making you better, um, things like that. So I was, again, lucky enough to, to be in that position to get to contribute, uh, you know, on game days on the court. Yeah, and you really kind of contributed from there, which led to your amazing career, your top 15 scoring all time at Hope College. I think one of the most special years ever in Hope yeah. College basketball history is your senior year. Um, you were you won the Justin's Award, which goes to the Division Three most outstanding player. Your team mm-hmm. also went on a run in the tournament before losing a really close game to Hanover. Can you kind of Yeah, talk? haunts me to this day, that game. I, there's so much I can picture from that game. But uh, sorry, I didn't mean to break you off. But <laughs> No, you're good. Can you kind of talk about that? those experiences yeah. and like what it was like playing 
for that, especially that senior year with your teammates. Can you, if you want to talk about that game, you, you can, you don't have to. I know you said it haunts you <laughs> to, to this day, but yeah. you, got, you got to admit, you had an amazing career. You had an amazing senior year. I know it's not the way you and your teammates wanted to end it, but yeah. that was probably by far one of the longest runs that Hope men's team has ever made. So yeah. it's not like you can't be proud of it. You can. Hey, you know what? It's you're you're absolutely right, and I need that. I need to remember that. So still, still be proud of it. Um, it yeah, so much. I think you said so much was just so special about that year. Um, just the way that we played, even all the way up into that. You know, we we had a really good record all the way through. You know, pre-conference and through conference play. Um, I I, I want to say my senior year, maybe we were undefeated. I knew we were undefeated at home in conference play. We might have been, um, undefeated in total conference play, but yeah, it was just so special. And I think the thing that makes it the most special was aside from, you know, scoring records, winning any of that was just, those were my best friends on the court. Um, you know, we had a big senior class of, I think it was like six, yeah, about six of us. And we were all just so, so tightly knit. Um, we did so much together. You know, we hung out outside of basketball practice. We, you know, took head classes together. A lot of our underclassmen at that time, um, you know, names that you probably recognize, like, you know, Dante Hawkins, Teddy Ray. Um, they were just such an integral part of that team, too, that also just fit so perfectly um, with us. We just had a really good vibe about that team. Um, that's the thing that I take away from that group the most is just how much we got along together. And that totally played itself out um, in practice and court, you know, and as much fun as we had together, you know, just like that, we also went to win really badly, you know. And so going on that run where um, – you know, kind of by happenstance, by the fact that we actually got to host that, um, those first games in the tournament, um, where I believe our first game we played Oshkosh, who's gone on to become an enormous powerhouse in Division Three, Wisconsin Oshkosh, um, beat them in a tight game. And then we get, you know, Washington St. Louis, who um, at that point was the highest ranked team in our uh, little quad there of four teams. So we were totally the underdogs going in, but we had the luxury of getting them at home. And um, you know, as you said, we'll talk later just about the, the influence and the, uh, you know, the fact that the DeVos Fieldhouse is with a full home crowd. That's a special bonus to have on your side. And I mean, people are going to be talking about that Cody Stivey three night all, you know, for the rest of history, truly like 11 threes against that against Wash U, which was just insane. I think Dante Hawkins had, I think about like 26, 28, um, just a game where everything was going our way. And we were just humming you know the team was just playing really well we were locking down on defense playing offense really well um and obviously you know you you want to go and, and beat Hanover at home in the sweet 16 um you know especially because we still have that home court advantage but then also because if we would have beaten Hanover I believe the team that was that we would have played next was Augustana and Augustana um who is just a, an incredible program out of Illinois they had knocked us out of the tournament the past two years in a row. And so for a lot of us, a lot of my uh, us seniors who had been around for those three years, that was going to be such a point of pride for us to try and be the team that finally, you know, beat them. And, um, you know, unfortunately it didn't. And, you know, the Hanover game went about as, you know, ended in as, and it ended in uh, probably the most tragic fashion that you could imagine. But um, like you said, it was the most memorable season I've ever had. I look back on that year with so much fondness and with so much pride, really, you know, it was a special time. It was, it was such an incredible run. Um, 
And then, yeah, I mean, the Jostens Trophy was a huge honor. I, I mean, I had no idea that that even existed before the season started, let alone when the season ended. Um, and was just a, in a slate of incredible players from across the country who, um, you know, were nominated for that and was lucky enough to, to be selected the winner. Um, but again, all, all of that is just such a credit to, to that team specifically. And, you know, from the coaches to trainers to the entire team, it, it was just such a teamwork thing that led our team to be at that point. Um, and has made that year so special. So it definitely was a, a an amazing cap to that year um, going to receive that. I was, I was truly very humbled by it. Yeah, absolutely. And from looking at your stats, I never really got to see you personally. You definitely deserved that award, but I can't imagine what the Dew crew was like during that game. Mm-hmm. From from what I've learned, um, the Dew crew back then um, was definitely a little bit more hyped and a little bit more into the game mm-hmm. than it has um, these past couple of years. I think mm-hmm. my my freshman year, it was really good. It was by far the best for the Hope Kelvin game. We had yeah. to get there like an hour ahead of time to even get in there. It was really great. But after that, I kind of like dropped off, not trying to be too harsh on <laughs> No, no. You're, hey, you're How, just, you're just crew, consuming just data. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm just being completely honest about that. But for, I've seen videos yeah. of Hope Kelvin, of Hope Kelvin, or just Hope basketball in general. Yeah, and like they filled up the small bleachers, they filled up that totally. huge section, and I'm like, we got that maybe once, and that was freshman year. Hope versus Kelvin, right? And it, they won, and Hope won by like two at the very end, which was <laughs> yeah. probably one of the coolest games. I think I remember I've that. Ever been to. That was uh, was that the Dennis Towns bank shot for the win. I feel like I remember watching that game or maybe that was the year afterwards, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Duku is awesome. And I think what helped was my freshman year when I came in with, like I said, that really big senior class. Um, we all lived in uh, a lot of us lived in Durfee hall and we lived with a lot of those guys who are the Duku, you know? So we kind of spent that whole first year of college getting to, to know each other, getting to know the people who would inevitably be the leaders of the Duku. And so that was such a huge point of influence and such a huge bonus for us to get to know those guys so well and become close friends see them at you know classes dining halls stuff like that um and so i think that that was definitely such a huge key um to have them especially there during the tournament yeah and and we're playing these you know these mega teams who have great records you know you need every advantage you can get and so the duke crew definitely provided that yeah and one um player that you named that I will always remember watching Dante Hawkins mm-hmm. hit him and Jason Beckman. Those mm-hmm. two, one, two were amazing the year after you graduated. So mm-hmm. much fun watching them. Teddy Ray was a great player. Um, Towns was a great player as well. I think, I think it was his senior night was the only um, three he ever hit, which I was actually, uh, broadca- yeah. which I was actually broadcasting, which was actually, pretty fun <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i, I think i remember watching that. that that was insane yeah so that that was awesome though a lot of great memories and mm-hmm. like you were talking about devos Fieldhouse. yeah in my in my opinion it's the best gym in division three some could argue could be better than some division one schools like totally. central eastern um, Western in Michigan. Yeah. Probably the best. Hope College probably has the best fan base in Division Three. I believe I saw some stats that Hope College is average 
was like the third largest in fan base in the state of Michigan outside. Of I wouldn't Michigan be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Michigan State. So can you kind of talk a little bit more about DeVos Fieldhouse and kind of like that advantage that you that gave you guys, knowing that basically it was going to be packed every single night that you guys went, if yeah. it meant Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or if it meant a Saturday night game. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to – like it's pretty hard to undersell the significance of that place because take it from me, like as a recruit coming in from Ohio, I have no idea what hope college is. I don't know any of the history behind it. And obviously it has so much history, you know, way beyond me, but as you're coming in to campus, it almost the first thing you see once you get off the highway is DeVos field house. And so as you're like a senior in high school, junior in high school, and you're coming and you see that place, you're almost like rubbing your eyes in disbelief. Like, wait, is that would be the place I would be playing at? Because, I mean, I, I think what you want to do when you go to high school, like in your mind, when you want to go play somewhere in college, you tell yourself, all right, I want it to be an upgrade from where I am in high school. I want whatever gym I'm playing in in high school to like feel like a high school gym when I go play in college. And a lot of times in Division Two and Division Three, and like you said, even some like, you know, lower tier Division One schools, it doesn't feel like that. Um, not like a knock on any of those schools at all, but it is just, it is such a privilege and such a gift to go to Hope College where that is your home court, where it is just pristine and it feels like a huge deal, you know? And, and everyone in Holland rides for the basketball program, you know, men and women's, you know, they, they love to show out for that. And it feels like that when you play in a place like that. And so when you have schools coming in that aren't used to that, it, to, there is, I think, a factor of like, whoa, this is kind of big. Whereas for us, it's always been something that has been there and, you know, you get to know it and love it and practice on it to where, you know, the, the bright lights aren't as bright anymore. Um, but I mean, yeah, for, I mean, shoot, for a Hope Calvin game, running out of the tunnel to a stacked house and just music blaring, lights are on, it's like a Wednesday night game or something like that. Forget it. I mean, you're, you're, you can feel just like everything in your body just buzzing and it is uh it's the best feeling in the world i i love playing there um we'll probably never play at a place like that again and in my you know age now where it's all just rec leagues and you know outdoor gyms and stuff like that but it, yeah i mean it's just the best it, it's pretty hard to deny when you're in there um watching it let alone playing there yeah, I can't imagine being able to play on that court with all the fans, with all the students, all that great atmosphere. Right. But one, one thing that you did mention, and this is where we're going to finally get to talk about probably the most underrated, most unappreciated rivalry in the state of Michigan. Yeah. Like, like everyone knows Michigan State, Michigan. That's, right. Uh, that's a given. But... One thing that if you're not from West Michigan or if you're not known, if you don't know a ton about Division Three, mm. there's a rivalry that even ESPN talked about. I think there was an right. article back in 2006 that they wrote. Right. Um, it's a rivalry that's been around for an extremely long time. There's been over 200 games played. And right. that's like you were talking about. That's hope versus Kelvin. Can you kind of right. talk a little bit about that rivalry, what it means to you? Probably you guys probably don't like each other on the court, <laughs> but it seems like pretty friendly off the court. So can you kind yeah. of talk a little bit about 
that rivalry and what it means to you to be able to be a team like Kelvin. Yeah. I, you know, I think the reason why that rivalry is so incredible and it just has everybody on both sides, just, you know, they're so invested in it is because it's so back and forth. I really, I feel like even across my four years there, there were stints where, you know, Calvin would win a few, you know, and, and they'd get, you know, buzzer beater win or like something like that, you know, they'd beat us into the tournament and then there'd be one where we'd blank them, you know? And so it's always just so back and forth. And the, the thing I always think about with rivalries is that the best ones, um, no matter what the sport is, a good rivalry always has two teams that are almost carbon copies of each other. It feels like it's like, if you look at the, you know, Yankees and the Red Sox, you know, or, you know, Duke UNC, these are two teams that are just always, so well coached they have incredible like front office management they have you know communities and cities and towns that just support them so like in such a diehard way and they have guys who uh, who are bought into that rivalry you know and i think that's the exact same thing with hope and calvin so many you know it, we were so locked into the competition with you know against calvin on the court but if you looked at all of us and the things that we were interested in off the court or, you know, the things that we ended up doing post-graduation or uh, anything like that, I guarantee you they would almost be identical, you know? And so it was, you know, funny being out there, being so, um, like I said, locked in to them as like the, the quote unquote, the enemy, you know, um, when, when in reality, we probably could not have been any more uh similar in so many ways but yeah i mean those hope calvin games are always just the highlights of the year um you just play a little bit harder got a little bit of extra pep in your step there's a little bit more of the the juices flowing um when you know that it's going to be a hope calvin game and it you know especially there there were so many opportunities so many times where the hope calvin game was for a big deal you know so many times we're playing them a you know a third time for a, um you know, for, for a conference championship or we're playing them a third time for an at-large bid to get into the tournament. And that adds even more fuel to that fire. So, um, so many, you know, good memories I had. I think I, if, I, if I remember correctly, I remember my sophomore year, um, I ha had a pretty big breakout game and it was against Calvin at Calvin. Um, and so I'll, you know, I'll always remember that. And I'll always remember also losing to Calvin in the MIAA championship my senior year, you know? So with every moment of triumph, there's a moment of, uh, you know, heartbreak or a moment of, of loss. Um, and I think that makes it for a great rivalry. It makes it for just something that will always, um, you know, stick with me for as long as I live. Yeah. And that rivalry is getting built even bigger because I saw that Kelvin is getting a football team now. So yeah, hope versus Kelvin in football. I know it's always been mainly hope versus Kelvin in basketball, mm -hmm. but I'm going to be interested to see what that kind of rivalry is that going to be what's like in basketball? Is it going to be more intense in football? Yeah, I, I don't think that's something that can be really answered right now, but I definitely think that's something that is expanding to other sports yeah. between Hope versus Kelvin, but to be fully honest, it's primarily the best rivalry is Hope and Kelvin basketball for both men's and women's because I think the yeah. me, I think for the men's hope leads all time mm -hmm. for the women's that Kelvin leads all time now I know yeah. for the women's hope is starting to catch up a little bit especially mm -hmm. due to um, Coach Morehouse winning multiple yeah. national championships but yeah so yeah. it sounds like it's a rivalry that means a whole ton to you to all your teammates and oh yeah I, I'm assuming. I'm assuming you've probably gone back or at least watched every single 
Hope Kelvin. Oh yeah, as best as best I can. Oh yeah, and you know it's it's uh just before this last week, um, you know they they just had like a big uh probably it was an upset win over Calvin at Calvin. I'm reposting that on Instagram. Absolutely, you know before (laughs) I can even think about it, you have to. And it's just there there truly is like no better feeling than just getting a big win like that. Um, it's just it can be such a momentum shift, you know, in in both ways and. No, I'd also throw, I mean, sidebar, another good, the other good rivalry is volleyball too. I remember going and watching some of those volleyball games, um, you know, women's volleyball. And the, the, those whole Calvin games were no joke at all, especially when both teams were making national championship runs. And, you know, those, those were a lot of times like number one, number two teams in the country. Those were, I remember those being super hype. But it, it's so cool to be a part of something that not just both teams and like both athletic programs are bought into, but both communities really. And, and like you said, it dominates West Michigan really. And then that's, that's like super cool to be a part of. Yeah. And it leads to some amazing memories. It seems like you've had some amazing memories from it. You've also had some mm-hmm. memories that you probably want to forget, <laughs> forget as well. Sure. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about the happy memories because not necessarily because people don't necessarily love talking about losses. Uh I'm assuming you're one of those competitive people that (laughs) hate, that hates the idea of losing, especially to your rival. Exactly. Exactly. What would you say would be your proudest moment when playing basketball at at hope? It could be one moment. It could be multiple moments because I know, proudest moment can be tough sometimes to make that decision because you're like I have so many different things I can think of I can't really figure out figure out exactly one yeah man that's a good question um and proudest moment I mean honestly it would have to be if I heard a point to one memory that just will always stick with me that I was probably the happiest and just like walking off that court just head could not be higher was probably that wash U game my senior year to go to the sweet 16 um not by any stretch of the imagination like the best game i ever played i think i had maybe like you know 14 15 points um but that was the game that again cody stivey goes off for 11 threes and dante hawkins has has an amazing game i think goes for like 25 or something and we you know upset a team that was you know top ranked in our quad and i just there was never i think everything that we've touched on so far today the the incredible you know, hope basketball program, just what that is, what that represents the amazing community support from Holland and like the surrounding area, the DeVos field house, all of that was just at 10 in that moment. And I think just to know that we had punched through, made it to the sweet 16, we had always lost in the last, you know, my freshman, sophomore and junior year, we had always lost before getting to the sweet 16. So to punch through this, my senior year was just pure elation. Um, So I think that, Try to think like what was my proudest moment and my proudest accomplishment. That that would have to be it. Just as a team, um, kind of kind of getting over the hump finally uh, of of that uh, of that obstacle. Yeah, and I love how that's kind of your proudest moment. You also, I, I kind of find that you're like, yeah, I only scored fourteen points. Fourteen points <laughs> is fourteen points is pretty good for a majority of, of players. <laughs> but I also love how you talked about your other players having the eleven threes. 20 point scores you're like yeah like yeah this is by far the 
surprised moments because we completed this as yeah. as a team, as totally. one, and it doesn't matter exactly how I play, even though you scored 14 points, which in my opinion, pretty good. <laughs> you're more like, hey, you know what? We got the win and other, yeah. guys, other guys stepped up and that they deserve that spotlight as well. So we talked a little bit about the proudest moments, but without the struggles, there yeah. can't be that proudest moment because if you don't struggle throughout that process, then mm-hmm. how, how do you get to that point? Absolutely. Can you kind of talk, talk a little bit about how you dealt with some of the struggles you faced at Hope and how did that yeah. kind of teach you some lessons that you use in life right now? Because one of the things I love about sports is you can learn so many different things by playing sports, by learning yeah. from your teammates, by playing the game of basketball that you can use in your life right now and for the rest of time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, that's so well said too. Like the triumphs don't, they, they aren't as triumphant without having to go through some of the struggles beforehand. Cause that's just, it enriches the experience. And, um, and we were definitely not without, and I personally was definitely not without struggles. I think, you know, the biggest struggle for me, um, I think just being a part of hope basketball, you know, like losses are one thing, but I think the, the biggest struggle for me was when I came in freshman year, I, you know, I, I come from being the a senior in high school where like, I'm the guy on our team, you know, the offense runs through me. I feel, you know, pretty dominant. I feel all this good stuff. And then you get to college and you're like, whoa, reality check. The game is way quicker. The game is moving by really fast. Like these guys are way stronger. Now I feel like a boy playing against a bunch of men. And it's just a, you know, like I said, a reality check. And I think going from, you know, playing a little bit in the beginning of the year to then kind of having the time cut and then to almost not playing at all near the end of the year. That I I think is the biggest struggle of just kind of identity for me. Uh, That was a moment where I'm just looking at myself like, man, I just went from the high, you know, talk about the triumphs and the the losses. I just went from the highest of highs coming out of high school to now the lowest of lows feeling like, man, what am I doing contributing to this team? But I'll tell you the thing that really, really helped me get through that was just having a support network um like around me having just incredible friends there having like my, my parents and my family at home who um you know I, I could call and talk to i could call and talk to my dad or my mom and just kind of be honest with them and um and honestly had some pretty incredible friends outside of the basketball program that really were pivotal for me um had a mentor in college that that really spoke a lot of life into me and really walked me through a lot of stuff that was going through my head, my heart, my spirit, um, that didn't, you know, that ultimately didn't even have to do with basketball. That was just all about, you know, what's going on inside Harrison's heart. And so I, I, I just owe so much to so many people for getting through that. And just knowing that, you know, it's, it's the struggle that, that just makes you better. You know, there's so many cliches that, you know, um, so many phrases that people pass around within sports, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know, real gold fears, no fire, all these images to elicit the, you know, Hey, this is okay. You know, dealing with adversity is like you said, a part of life. It's always going to be a part of life, whether you're an athlete or not, but it's just how you respond to it. And so that's always something I've taken with me. So my, you know, my parents, my friends, my mentors have always um, been able to keep alive in me. It's just that, that mentality of this is not final, you know, like this adversity is not going to be the death. Um, there be brighter brighter stuff down the road um you just have to work through it and it's going to make you a better person because of it 
Yeah, exactly. And sometimes some of the best stories, sometimes some of the best outcomes for people is after these challenges. Absolutely. After, after being able to kind of, you kind of talked about being like broke down and kind of like questioning, like, why am I here? Why, yeah. like, d- do I deserve to be here? And, 100%. Go- and going through that, some, some athletes, they go through that. Some athletes, they don't make it out of that stage. Yeah. And that's just honesty. Yeah. The honest thing. It's hard. It's hard mentally. It's not easy to be a college athlete. We've seen people, um, kind of i don't want to say fold under pressure but it it happens it's a mental game it it is it is such a mental game to like juggle all those things because a lot of times it's it's these thoughts and these emotions that you're telling yourself you know and like i said the solution to those issues is not like well inevitably i'm gonna play and then once i play then i'll be happy like no because then if you're always going after that like only five people can be out at the court at one time and that's the, just the truth of it. And then even past that, most rotations are probably like eight people you're topping out at. So there's always going to be people who aren't seeing the court. There's always going to be people who had better careers in high schools than they did in college. There's always going to be people who had better careers in college than they did the pros. Like it just goes on and on at the, it's like, what are you playing for? You know? And, and all for me, like, um, like I'm a Christian. So I, like my identity is just rooted in who I am, you know, as a son of God and who I am, like, in in his eye and so that totally takes the pressure off of me then you know what it's not about performance and if if i am the one performing if i am having a good night if i am having a bad night either way like i'm just happy to be here and and there's just so much more that i'm worried about or so so much more that i'm like content with uh if that makes any sense yeah that makes complete sense and i think there's kind of especially maybe maybe more at like the division one level, maybe some of like the most famous athletes. I think people kind of look at athletes and this is probably true in division two, II, division three, some of the best players. I think people look at more of athletes as they're an athlete, not mm-hmm. as them as a person because, Absolutely. because, and trust me, I've got, trust me, me, probably every single person that loves sports probably kind of just sits back and just say wow like for me <laughs> like what hey same here i probably do it to the teams i cheer for too watching like for me i'm a michigan state fan uh-huh. watching watching cassius winston play mm-hmm. like it doesn't like he doesn't like he feels like a basketball player he doesn't yeah. but he's also a human too. he's also an individual that's going through stuff and mm-hmm. i think that's why it's kind of important to have these types of discussions to say hey you know what Yes, these are amazing athletes. Yes, right. they're a player that won a Division Three Best Player in the Country Award in, in what you did. But there's also struggles that they go uh-huh. through on and off the court as well. And I don't think that's talked about enough, especially yeah. for professional athletes or any college athlete or any athlete in general. Like even, yeah. high, even high school athletes, like some of the top-rated high school athletes, you see it, they're getting – posted or they're talking yeah. about on ESPN. Yeah, uh, that, absolutely. Yeah. So they're, it's just getting to a point where like, hey, you know what? We have to realize that it's okay to struggle. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay to fail. And you're going to do that in life. And you're going to learn that in sports. And it seems like you've learned that. It seems like it's helped you continue to grow and build on what you did at Hope and what you're doing right now. 
Yeah. I mean, as best I can. And, and so very well said by you. T- totally. That I means there's so much that's just the spectacle now and more and more, you know, kids who are younger and younger are just uh, like, just like in the spotlight. And so it's definitely important to keep that front of mind that, yeah, these, we're, we're all people, you know, we all, we all deal with stuff um, on the day to day, but yeah, that, I mean, absolutely right on. Yeah, absolutely. So two more kind of questions. Yeah. One, so one more, one of them is another thing that I love about sports and about like athletes having an impact on people. And mm-hmm. we kind of talked a little bit about that, but like college athletes, like they have a bunch of impact on like kids. They can have a bunch of impact on adults. And you, you did that. Hope during your time, mm-hmm. you did some incredible things. Like you were teaching kids how to play basketball, yeah. working with special Olympics, mm-hmm. the miracle league. Can you kind of talk a little bit about those experiences and how those kind of formed you as the person you are today? Because yeah. at, at hope, especially your junior senior year, you were the guy like mm-hmm. you were the top guy at hope so can yeah. you kind of talk a little bit about those experiences and what it was like to yeah to be, yeah i mean they're, those... they're, absolutely yeah it was so good to be a, a part of those experiences those were some um great times and, and also like a great thing that me and my teammates got to do together you know and so so cool for us to go through that um together as a team and, and i there's just the coolest thing when you're at the miracle league when you're at these special olympics um like events and teaching something as as just fundamental as just like just holding the ball dribbling the ball you know shooting the ball there's just such joy there that just really puts my own life into perspective you know these kids and these adults are um in so many ways so much stronger than i feel like i ever could be you know the things that they face on the day-to-day um just um dealing with, with, with the hand that they've been dealt and they they're the joy that's on their faces, the smiles that they have, the, the personalities that they just like let shine through. I love it. Um, it was so cool to be a part of, and it was such, it was such great perspective to have to then take back to practice, to take back to games. And this all goes back to, you know, um, kind of like, all right, how do you get through these struggles? Maybe if you just look, you know, take, take the view off of just your life, you're not the only person in the world. And you think about what are the other things that people are going through? I can think to these people who we got to, um, you know, play around with and have fun with and just how much that meant. Um, it's a humbling experience to be sure, because anytime that you can see that you have influence, I think it's a moment to, just weigh that for yourself and just, I think it's a real perspective check. It's a real perspective check for you to realize that things are bigger than you. And some of the things that maybe I am worrying about, or I'm obsessed with are just not that important at the end of the day, but things like that, things like those, those mornings, those, those evenings that we want to go hang out with those, um, you know, with, with, like I said, the miracle league and our special Olympics crews, like that's, that's what's important. And, and those were probably the most, fun happiest times at hope because you're surrounded by people that just love life that just love playing basketball that enjoy Mm -hmm. every single thing throughout life and they're just all incredibly kind compassionate and hard work and hardworking individuals that want to be there and you learn so many different things about how you live life and you learn so many different things about 
them and you make yep. an impact on their life and they make an impact on your on your life you can probably even argue they probably made a bigger impact on who you were than you Absolutely. probably made an impact on on them just Absolutely. because of how amazing those programs are and how amazing the people in those programs are because yeah. they love they care and they're just amazing individuals that just want to be there and want to have fun yeah no, it, very, very formative for me when I was in college, very formative for me, even, um, you know, as, as the person that I am today. So definitely look back on those times as I uh, was super fond memories and, and, and a lot of gratitude. Absolutely. So before I get to the last kind of question, I just want to thank you again for taking your time out. Of your day. Yeah, I absolutely. I, I know you've been incredibly busy, but it's been awesome talking to you about hope, your career, kind of the things that you learned yeah. about hope and it's just been incredible having you on. No, I, I appreciate it. Zach. This has been, it's so much fun to like reminisce and, and talk um, to you about, you know, my time at, at Holland and in hope and, and just the people that were involved. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, four of some of the best years of my life um, playing the game that I absolutely love. And so anytime I get a chance to talk about it, I, <laughs> I will take that. Time, time and time and, uh, again, because it is just the best and it, it brings me a lot of joy to, uh, to remember those memories. Yeah, and that's awesome to hear. So the yeah. last kind of question I have yeah. is for someone that played at a high level in college, what would your kind of advice be to individuals who want to play college basketball or mm -hmm. might be currently struggling right now at that level it might be in where you were your freshman year questioning mm, yeah. why, am I, why am I here or do I deserve playing? Yeah. Um, I, I'd say my biggest piece of advice, or as maybe there's like a few pieces of advice, I, I think for anyone who feels like they're in a position where why am I not playing? Um, you know, I should get this, I should get that. I, I understand everybody, everybody who's competitive wants to be the one out there playing and competing. Um, but by nature of the game, we all can't be out there. I, I think the biggest Thing, the biggest piece of advice I can just give is to just um, buy into the team mentality that we over me. Because um, at the end of the day, like I said, how many of my best memories are not just of me? Oh, like when did I score the most points or when did I do the best personally or individually? It's when the team was succeeding together. That what That's what sticks with me all these years later when I'm not playing anymore is just what we did as a team. So my encouragement to, um, to anybody who's like in that situation is to just buy into the team, um, team aspect. And, you know, there's only two things you can really control in life and it's your attitude and your effort. And, and right there, you have a chance to decide, okay, do I want to be controlled by my external surroundings or do I want to kind of um, control who I am and how I'm going to face this? And if I'm not going to play, then you know what? I'm going to do everything I can to be the best teammate possible. And if I'm not going to, you know, play, then what can I be doing in practice to make the starters better? And I'm, I'm telling you that will, it sticks out to coaches, like people who come to practice ready to play and also just brings the team closer together. So I guess that's a piece of advice for that. And then for anyone in high school, just looking to make that jump to play in the next level, I think it's just all about, uh, I think it's just about like, knowing the basics you know like just it's about having that strong fundamental base to know that when you first get to college it's gonna feel sped up it's gonna feel different um you're gonna maybe feel like a little bit of a fish out of water 
but it, it's just like the basic work stuff. It, it just all takes work. The jump that I was able to make from freshman year to senior year didn't happen just because, you know, I sat back during the summer and did nothing and just hoped things would get better. I worked my butt off. You know, I got in the gym, I got in the weight room, I did training, I did whatever I could to make myself better. And it's just that there's just no shortcuts um, when it comes to trying to make that jump. And so just remember that, like if things aren't going your way, you just got to sometimes work. So I guess two pieces of advice is uh, two pieces of advice for people who might be in two different situations, but those are the things that helped me along my way um, and impact me to who I am today for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think all that is some amazing advice that a lot of people will, will take away. Again, I appreciate you so much for joining Harrison. It's been awesome. It's been incredible t- in talking with you. I think you've definitely made a huge impact on a lot of people's lives. I definitely th- can see that passion of basketball and what Hope College meant to you. Mm. And I definitely appreciate you. You're also always welcome to come back on whenever whenever you want if you ever want to we can talk I appreciate about, it. We can talk about basketball if you want. We can talk about Hope Kelvin. We can talk about absolutely anything. The invite is always open to you. But yeah, you're just an incredible person, incredible basketball player. And I really appreciate you taking your time out of your day to join this podcast, talk to me a little bit and share kind of your journey from where you played high school basketball through hope to where you are currently. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on. This was a blast. Um, yeah. And uh, just, re- just really appreciate talking to you and appreciate your questions, man. Uh, you, had, you had great questions. So uh, yeah. Thank you for everything. Always go hope.